Hello, everyone. Welcome to the special episode for the Love of Books podcast featuring indie authors and their events. I am your host, Emma, and today we will chat with Stephanie Lab, director of the 47th Annual Island Art Fair, scheduled for July 31st. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Hello, Emma. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Me too. Can you give us a little bit of history of the event and how has it grown over the years? Sure. In 1974, uh, Marilyn Smith and her group of friends decided to host the first island art fair um, here on the island, surrounded by water here in the town. Um, It was a great spot to do it. Um, And they started quite small. They probably only had 30 or 40 people to begin with as vendors. Um, And then it grew. Um, We are the second longest running fair in mid-Michigan. And back in the 70s and 80s, there used to be 10 to 12,000 people that attended this event. Um, And there's typically about 70 to 80 vendors on the island with entertainment, food, and that sort of stuff. This year is going to be a little bit different um, because of COVID and the rules that were changed and we didn't have the art fair last year. Um, We've done away with food just for this year, although there are plenty of restaurants in town for you to get a bite to eat. Um, And so I've remeasured the island to put up to 137 vendors on there. Um, So instead of having food trucks taking up spaces, we can now put more vendors there. So for me, this year is going to be all about the shopping. So we have 114 vendors coming, and we hope to get 6,000 people crossing the island to shop this year. In 2019, we had about 5,400. And so each year, I'd like to add another five to 600 more people each year so we can get it back up to the 10,000 people that used to come. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your new marketing strategy, new for this year? So I came into the store Ledgecraft Lane, who runs the Island Art Fair, um, back in 2017. I am a transplant to Michigan from Las Vegas. So my ideas were big and bold. And of course, the small town wasn't quite ready for that. So we have slowly um, changed things to be more social media, to do videos, to do pictures, to let people see what they're going to get before they get there. Um, So I'm learning social media as well. And so I thought this was the perfect platform for me to start doing things like vendor spotlights and talking about what's going to be on the island to encourage people to come Um, and having people like you who are authors are wonderful they get to take a picture with you they get to see your book they get to sign it you know and so it's a nice little thing to bring in all kinds of crafts Uh, you don't make the book but you write it and so for us we want it to be all local michigan handmade items And your vendors, uh, they represent a wide variety of arts and crafts. Can you talk about that a little bit about the variety? Sure. Out of the 114 I have, um, jewelry is always going to be your biggest vendor population. Um, So we do have quite a few jewelries, but we have different. We have precious stones. 
We have Petoskey stones. We have people that just make it out of silverware, people that just use certain types of metals and stones. So it's not all gonna be the same type of jewelry. I have my, my little map here that I've been making. Um, we've got people who do license plate arts. We've got things for kids, things for dogs. We've got stained glass. We've got jams, jellies, gourmet pretzels, kettle corn. We've got the honey lady bringing her bees so that we can see inside the bee habitat. Don't worry, the bees can't get out. Um, but we can visually see the bees that are inside there. We've got wreaths and resin, glass, wood, refurbished furniture, gourd art, tons of watercolors, acrylics, um, just drawings. We have quilters. We have a ton of sewers. So they make all kinds of things from hats and clothing to um, stuff for your kitchen and house. We've got lots of purses. We've got string art, hats, headbands, um, dip mixes, Pam Pantry, a local um, dip mix store in town here. She'll be on the island. We have got six or seven authors. Um, so we've got quite a few people that will be here live to sign books for you. Lots of home decor, masks, of course, that's going to stay in season for a little while. We've got gnomes. You name it, I've got it. From soap to reformist furniture, I've got you covered for every gift for yourself or anyone else you can think of for this year. And Stephanie, did you get a lot of new vendors this yes. year? This year has been amazing for new vendors. Of course, we only limited ourselves to 80 before, but I've spread that open this year. And I have been trying to travel the Michigan towns. Um, oh, so it's a great way for me to sightsee. I love to go to little art stores in little towns and find that unique Michigan vendor that I might wanna have on the island that's doing something different. So I have 50 new vendors this oh year. Oh my God. And How I'm did you do this, Stephanie? Yeah. That is awesome. The, our store is only open three days a week. So I do have that luxury of four other days in the week where I can travel the state. Um, and so I like to go find that unique vendor that's hidden around somewhere that maybe doesn't participate. I have several vendors that this is the only show they do a year um, because it's such a well-organized run event, which you will see when you get here, how smoothly this all runs. Um, I can't wait. And it's so fun because it's unique. You're on this island surrounded by water. No one can even get to you except they're coming by boat unless they cross the bridge. And so it's just a special, really great place to be. You're outside, you're in the elements, you're on the water, and it's a very calming, very lovely day to do a lot of shopping. So I got one of the questions that I got when I talked to people that I will be doing a podcast with you and that I will be at the Island Fest. It was, how are you going to get there on a boat? So do we actually need boats to get there? So this island is connected by a little metal bridge. And so the vendors themselves will actually drive their vehicle right onto the island. You'll drive right to your parking space, you know, where you're, we've laid out your booth for you. Then you will unload your equipment and then you will drive off the island and park in a parking lot. 
And then we have guys on golf carts and Kubotas uh, that will bring you back to the island. And so that you don't have to walk too far. Um, but any patron coming over are, is gonna cross the bridge. The bridge will be decorated with balloons and we have a little ribbon and we have somebody cut the ribbon every year. Um, and so then we cut the ribbon, we open up the bridge and then all the vendors will come on. So you can only access the island one way and that's by crossing the bridge on and off. What an awesome ambiance. I just love it already. I've never been there. I've yeah, never been to Grand Ledge or the island. Well, we'll have the boat there as well. The Grand Princess boat will be there doing riverboat rides every hour on the hour. So once you get onto the island, you'll see the big, huge boat docked right onto the island there. And so that's quite a draw for people, too, that have never been on a river cruise. Oh, my goodness. And I've also noticed that you do your best to group the vendors per their request. You did that with the authors. How do you accommodate everyone? How do you go about that? <laughs> this year, Emma, I made a giant map. <laughs> I made a dining room size table giant map that I drew out for myself so that I could make sure authors were with authors because they like that. But a clothing vendor doesn't want to be next to a clothing vendor, nor do they want to be across from a clothing vendor. Oh. So I have my giant map and I have a bunch of little squares with each of your names on it. And I move them around according. I have a lot of vendors who say, can I be by my friend? Can I be by my friend? I do my best to accommodate everyone. Um, because of 2020 and the COVID situation, we did lose several vendors who are still not ready to come back yet. Um, and these vendors have had their same spaces for years. Um, but once you miss an island art fair, you miss your vendor space. So you lose that space and it will be given to the next vendor. And then that person can have that same space next year. So I do have some people who will say, can I move to the front of the island? Can I move over by that tree? Can I be on a corner lot? So I try to accommodate everyone so that they're comfortable and happy the day that they're here. Okay, so is it hard to get into the festival as a new vendor? It is not hard as long as your craft is handmade. So we don't take things that aren't handmade. Yes, you didn't make that t-shirt, but you put all your designs and stuff on it. And so that is fine. Um, so we do have a jury. Um, so when I get my emails, I email them to my little jury crew and we take a look at the pictures. I have a lot of vendors who stop by my store to bring me the product in person. And so I can take a look at it, look at the quality of the work, make sure it's fully handmade. And then that's pretty much it. You can get on. We want you to be here because we want to help you make money and sell your craft. And we want to give people in town something to do. Okay. So it's pretty easy to get on as long as you're fully handmade. Yes. And what would you recommend to vendors as far as marketing goes? The Facebook marketing, can you tell us about that? What should the vendors be doing? So back years ago, everybody used to stick to paper advertising. They were doing newspaper. They were doing in print. They were doing placemats. I stopped all of that when I took over here for the Island Art Fair because spending $500 for a newspaper ad didn't produce anyone at my event as far as I knew. So in 2019, I tried something new, which was I added a coupon 
to every advertising, paper advertising that we did. And I got six coupons out of 60,000. So I said, this is to prove to you that paper advertising is out and social media is in. So I have gotten on every whew, social media platform that I can through Facebook. That's the best connection here in Michigan. But I'm a part of Grand Ledge, but I'm a part of Charlotte, Okemos, Portland, East Lansing, you know, Williamston, it, as far as I can spread out and they'll let me be a part of their Facebook community, I am so that we can add it. I also try to get it into all kinds of 517living.com. There is lansingfamilyfun.com. There are a lot of places online that you can Google for things to do in the state of Michigan. And so I try to get my um, event on all of those pages too so that it will be widely spread in social media. And I find the best way to connect via social media is word of mouth. So if you, Emma, have a great show and you post something about it on your social media, then people who know you or follow you will look at it. And so I encourage all of my vendors um, to share everywhere they can on social media, their Twitters, their Instagrams, whatever it is that they have, just to get the word out there. Um, I also do something in the local newspaper for mm -hmm. the people that live here locally. Um, and the state, Lansing State Journal does a little small thing too. But they do that for free because I feel like paying for it is not helping. If I'm going to pay for advertising, I'm going to do it on Facebook through the social media you can pay and have it spread more of a circle around your event. So I could pay, you know, $30 and have it go to, you know, a wider circle around the town of Grand Ledge. It will just keep opening up as far as I want it to go. So that's why I also travel around to as many small towns as I can throughout the year, handing my business card out and uh, information about the Island Art Fair, because there's no reason that we can't move off the island. We have several other areas here in town. You know, we could fill this whole town up with, you know, 300 vendors if we wanted to. Um, it's just a matter of getting, getting people who have availability. Is that in your plans? That was my next question. What are your plans for the future of the Island Festival? So 2019, I really started to get some cool things, some entertainers. We had a stilt walker, so she was walking around on stilts. We had a clown doing, you know, things. I want to interact with the kids. I want to bring more things for people to do. We sort of put a hold on that stuff this year with the COVID rules and regulations. We Absolutely. weren't exactly sure. Um, and so I said, next year, we'll bring back the food. We'll bring back the more entertainment. Now we have nine musicians that will play at three different spots on the island. Before you get to the island, there'll be musicians in the middle of the island and at the end of the island as well. Um, but again, I didn't even have them until last week because they had all canceled because of COVID. So it's, it's an interesting year. And so this year is sort of my fluff year. I'm just having the event and not worrying too much about things. But when it's over, I will start to do some big things for next year. Now, I don't know what connections you have, but our 50th anniversary is coming up soon. Mm 
And I would love to have someone like Tom Izzo cut the ribbon at the beginning of the ceremony. Uh, so if anybody knows Tom Izzo, please have him call me. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. I'm looking for somebody big. We tried to do someone cutting the ribbon who is prominent in our town. Um, this year, a longtime Island Art Fair volunteer, Holly McAnally, passed away on Mother's Day. She ran the entire food on the island, um, co-chaired that with Annette Ryan. And because she passed away, um, it really affected our crew this year. It was an unexpected passing. Um, it was very sudden. And of course, it happened on Mother's Day. So we decided to cancel food this year um, because it was just too much without her running it. it. It's a lot of work. So this year we're going to dedicate the Island Art Fair to Holly and her son is going to cut the ribbon for us this year. That is um, nice. So, yeah, so next year I'll try to find a different ribbon cutter. We'll get more entertainment on the island. You know, we'll bring back food and the other things we didn't do this year and make it more of a fun festival, bring the whole family to. This year, it's gonna be a lot of shopping uh, and not, not so much else you know, to do down here uh, other than what the town itself offers. So we can get something to eat on the town, right? There are restaurants in Yes, Grand all the restaurants will be open as far as I know. Nobody's told me that they're closing. Um, and I also made a deal with one of the restaurants to feed all of my vendors. And okay. so we actually have uh, what are called food runners. And so they'll come up to you at your booth or some point and they'll say, hey, Emma, are you ready for lunch? And then they'll run and get it for you. How nice. Yes, we is awesome. We cater to our vendors. Uh, this is about you, your product. This island is for you to sell your stuff, get your name out there. Um, and, and get the next generation crafting. I find oh, that... Yeah. Oh, the yes. These days, they don't want to learn how to woodwork, make furniture, you know, sew their own stuff. And and this is the way if we keep showing people what they can do, maybe they will start to do it. Well, I've been at that myself because our French granddaughter, Ella, is visiting with us. She will be at the booth with me awesome. selling. And so she's making crafts and stuff to decorate our booth. So, yes, I always say that um, all vendors uh, have to be 18, but if 18. they're younger, they just have to have someone that's 18. Yes. This year, we have 11-year-old Tabby Saudi, and she is our youngest vendor this year at 11 years old, and she's doing tie-dye t-shirts. Um, and so as long as she has someone over the age of 18 with her in her booth at all times, I completely encourage the children to come and be a part of it um, because it gets them excited and interesting about what they can make. I encourage kids to come sell in my store all the time because I tell them, if you make something, people will buy it, not just because you're a kid, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun to do that, but you could pay off college before you even get there okay. if you really wanted to, to sell stuff. So the art fair is also an inspiration for other vendors and the younger generation. That is the core value of our store, Ledgecraft Lane, is to keep the arts alive in the community. This is what it's all about. We want people to work with their hands. There's so much in this world that you don't need to go to the store and buy because you can make it yourself at home very easily. Um, and 
what who's going to give us beautiful pictures and, and paint things for our walls if the generations stop doing this kind of stuff. So that is our point to hold classes here in our store and teach art and keep it alive in the communities. They take it out of the schools, but we wanna give it back. And kids love to learn. And so you can really teach a kid just about anything um, if you get have a 90 minute class with them. And so that's what we offer here at the store. And um, that's what we'll always stay a nonprofit. And uh, you know we don't make a whole lot of money in the year, but I've got 60 vendors that sell in my store here. And I'm always encouraging the younger generation to start doing something. Don't just do it and give it to your friends, sell it. Somebody else is gonna want That's this. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right, before we do our parting shots, I would like to thank our podcast sponsors, Doc Chavent and Digital Quill Services for Writers with author Colleen Nye. Stephanie, you go first. What would you like to leave our listeners with? Your main message. <laughs> we are all about fun around here. If you want to have a fun day, um, come down to Grand Ledge. Come to the Island Art Fair. Be along the river with us. It's such a serene, beautiful place. Crafters, I find, are some of the funnest people on the planet. So we usually have a really good time with everybody being around, talking to each other. And it's a really, it's all about camaraderie. It's about the connection. It's about human beings. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, or what you make. We're interested and we want you to be a part of our community. So we encourage you to come down, come see us at the store, come to the island the day of, and just say hi and, and see what you can do. And if you leave with something, that's even better. And from my side, on behalf of Michigan Authors, we would like to thank you for being so accommodating and supporting of our mission and marketing umbrella of local authors, bringing local authors to a local event. We're very excited. Thank you. We are so happy to have you guys. And it is just going to be a great time this year. And I look forward to meeting you all in person. And I hope to be doing this show with you for years. Thank you, Stephanie. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Emma. Thanks.